Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm over here now. Um, I just wanted to take a few minutes out to say a few things before episode 241 with Tom Matthews. Um, first of all, um, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I know it's a little bit late at this point since you're hearing this, but hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Um, happy Hanukkah, happy whatever you celebrate. Um, so yeah, I just wanted, like I said, just to say a few things. Um, the support, I, I, you know, sometimes I, I'm not really a fan of that word. Support, uh, support this. You know, I look at the numbers you know, in the, in the back end of my, uh, you know, all my stats, of, you know, from, from the podcast, stuff that nobody else sees, just stuff on the back end of mine. And, um, you know, if you feel like a quote unquote long time listener, um, you, you've heard this before, you know, basically I, uh, I don't do this for money. I don't do it. You know, I just do it just to do it because I enjoy it. And from shit, I've been doing this almost four years now consistently, except for my recent five week break. I was still recorded a few episodes within that time, but I just felt like I needed to get off the phone a little bit. No, it was just, I don't know. I think I deserved to take a little bit more than a month off after three and a half years of dropping episodes, you know, once a week, if not more with the bonus episodes and the mini episodes. And, you know, as you all know, it's just me, except I will give Tim Anderson Jr. from the Illustrate News and the New Breed podcast. He's the one that attaches like the intro or the movie trailer or songs at the end. He's the one that does that stuff. But everything else is me, flyers, I mean, all of it. So I felt like I just needed to take, you know, a, a little bit of a break just to clear my fucking head and relax for a second. But like I said, I was still doing stuff. I was still making flyers. I just wanted to get off the phone. Um, so, you know, with all that said, you know, like I was saying, you know, I see all the back end numbers and stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's done nothing but grown. And, you know, you've heard this before too. I have no expectations. I never did. And I still don't. Um, it's just really cool that people still listen. People actually look forward to it. Um, I say it all the time, but not even on the podcast. I, you know, and it's not a bad, don't take it the wrong way. I find it weird. I just find it very strange that somebody or a lot of people actually look forward to this. And yes, of course, it's the, the, the guests that I have on. But regardless of who I have on, you have to hear my stupid Brooklyn accent and nonsense week in and week out. So I don't know. I don't really hear myself, you know, when I talk, but it's, I hear it could be brutal. <laughs> So I just wanted to thank everybody for continually listening. Um, I, uh, I'm not going anywhere. And as you all can 
see and hear lately. I've been doing a lot of people from horror movies and actors and cinematographers and stuff like that. And it's not really by accident. It's, um, you know, I, I feel like I just need to make a switch for a little while. And will I go back to, you know, talking with people from bands and rappers? Well, of course I will. But it's just like, that's just another thing. I just, I just wanted to give it a little bit of a break. Just because, for selfish reasons, I feel like I'm the one that's talking to all these people. And I just, it might not be repetitive, but I feel sometimes I'm having the same conversation. Even though we're talking about different people and different bands or whatever, but I just feel like, yeah, okay, oh yeah, it's a great record. And well, it's, it's like, ah, it's like enough already, enough already. So, you know, I grew up, obviously, you all know, or should know by now, I grew up, I love, you know, stupid horror movies, and I go to horror conventions all the time, and I've become friendly with some of these people. It's, it's very weird how I have certain people's phone numbers, and, and I speak to certain people kind of on the regular, and they're not even so-and-so from this whatever iconic horror movie, they're just their name it's just it's it's bizarre it's cool it's just weird how some things happen but i enjoy doing it because it's nostalgic for me and another thing i've always said is that i'll i'm not going to pigeonhole myself it's not a hardcore podcast it's just not it's basically it's the how would i put this it's the it's the podcast of random people that are willing to talk to Jimmy that Jimmy reaches out to and feels like talking to on that given day, <laughs> you know, you know, and it's all shit that I like, you know, people's, Oh, you should get this person and that person. Oh yeah. 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 It sounds like a good idea. Honestly, I don't give a fuck about that person. I don't like that person. I don't like that person's band. That one thing that that person was in stinks. So no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I don't take requests. I just don't. Um, so yeah, I, like I said, I just wanted to take out a few minutes and babble once again. Um, wish everybody, you know, happy holidays and, and all that, you know, all the pleasantries. You know what I mean? Um, also, I never do it on the podcast. Oh, very, very, very rarely. Um, yeah, I, I, I do the, the, my sponsors, Generation Records and Dead Sled Coffee and New Republic Printing. But I never, because once again, I'm not in it for money. It's, but I do have a Patreon and I lowered it. Like I, I had it and it was like five, there's three different tiers, five, 10 and 20. I think now it's like five, eight and 15 or something. And there's different stuff on there. And, you know, I think from stickers and shout outs and promo stuff to like, I think the highest here, it's like, you'll get like a, like a, a blast furnace shirt or whatever, but I'm going to revamp all that stuff. But you know, it's not like you're donating, you're actually getting something for whatever you're paying for. And if you feel like, you know, I put enough work in and you enjoy the podcast enough, five bucks a month, you know, it's like a dollar 20 an episode and I've been putting out bonuses. So, you know, if you do, that's cool. And if not, that's cool too. Um, just, I appreciate all the support, man. Come down, support it. 
you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, but if you can share it or I don't know, uh, post something on your Instagram and tag me in it. So people can follow me more on Instagram because I hate Facebook. I'm definitely more on Instagram. So the growing that would be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so shout out to, like I said, all the listeners, all the people that continually listen to my nonsense. Um, shout out to my sponsors. Once again, generation records, dead sled coffee, new Republic printing. Um, hit up the Patreon if you want. Shout out to Tim Anderson Jr. from Ill Street News because that dude helps me out a lot. I thank him all the time. And he's like, yo, dude, don't worry about it. But I, I appreciate it big time because I'm good at certain shit and certain shit, I, it might as well be fucking, I don't know, Latin because I don't understand how to do certain things and he does it easily. Um, so big shout out to him and listen to his podcast, man. I don't, you know, I'm not sure about the... Um, but the status of Ill Street News, I don't know. I hear things, but I'm not going to say anything. But New Breed Podcast is, is a dope podcast, and he's super focused on that. So you should give that a listen and follow that on Instagram. But uh, so, yeah, like I said, I just said a whole bunch of nothing as usual. But um, thank you all, like, like for real. Like, honestly, thank you all for listening. And um, I'm hoping that you're liking all these horror things because I'm going to be doing a lot of them and not all horror, but, you know, actors and actresses and just people behind the scenes with cool shit. And, and yes, I will be bringing back some musicians here and there. But uh, yeah. So once again, happy holidays. You know, do, don't do nothing stupid. Don't eat yellow snow and uh, don't take no wooden nickels. All right. I'm over here now. Enjoy the legendary. Tom Matthews, icon, fucking Friday 13th 6, Return to the Living Dead, and a thousand other things. Episode 241. Happening now. Later. In the dark of the night, something strange is going on. You see that movie, Night of the Living Dead? Sure. They ship those bodies. Well, say hello. The dead. Risen from the grave. Mister, there's a hundred of those things out there. How many did you say? A hundred. And now the question is, how do we get them back into the ground? Bert, Frank, we have a little problem. Ah, four left, ten right. Ah, ah, <laughs> Because technically, you're not alive. Why do you eat people? Not people. Brains. Ah!
How do you kill something that's already dead? Well, how do I know, Fred? I don't know. Let me think. It's not a bad question, Bert. In that movie, they destroyed the brain to kill him. Is that what they did? The brains, right? Yeah. Brains. is nervous. Usual crap. The police are confused. Send more cops. It worked in the movie. Well, it ain't working now, Frank. In the movie line? It's not a bad question, Bert. It's not a bad question, Bert. It's not a bad question, Bert. The return of the living dead. This is between me and Jason. Jason belongs in hell, and I'm gonna see he gets there. why we changed the name. People want to forget this was Crystal Lake. Just because our parents keep telling us that Jason was only a legend doesn't mean it wasn't true. What if he did come back here? Looking for the camp counselor that caused him to drown his wife. better turn around why because i've seen enough horror movies to know any weirdo wearing a mask is never friendly episode 241 Woo! go figure who the hell knew i didn't know i didn't think i was gonna get past 10 man <laughs> with um this is I, I i'm gonna i'm gonna fanboy out a little bit for a second because I have to give props where props are due and I have the opportunity to do so. And I don't care. I, I, I'm just going to say it. Um, first of all, you were one of the, one of the people that I always wanted to have on here. Um, number two. So uh, all the other interviews were just warming up to get to me. That's oh, you see? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can say that. Sure. Why not? <laughs> so you would definitely, you would definitely, Tom Matthews, everybody, by the Hello. way. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah, this is great. Um, because for several reasons, um, first of all, I'm a, I'm a Jason guy. I'm a Friday the 13th guy. 
Um, you know, everyone has their whatever, but I'm a Friday 13th guy. And part six was the first one that I ever saw in the movie theater. Nice. I, was, I was 10 years old. I was a month shy from 11 years old. I remember exactly who I was with. I remember everything because it was the first time I was in the theater and seen it. Um, obviously grew up on that stuff, grew up on Return of the Living Dead stuff. Um, and I believe... You are the, I could be wrong. I don't think so. But you are, I believe, the 13th Friday the 13th alumni I've had on the show. Wow. Yeah, man. Cool. But, the, but the first Tommy Jarvis. Awesome. Yeah. Happy to be here. I, I appreciate it, man. Um, forget all that stuff right now. Have you been? What's going on? It was a pleasure to meet you at the New Jersey Horror Club. Yeah, I was going to say, that's how we got together, was at the New Jersey uh, the Showboat uh, the Convention, the Horror Convention down there. It was great. Had a great time. Um, everything's good, you know, getting through the COVID thing, and now we got this other variance going on. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, just trying to stay positive and, uh, you know, kind of do my thing. Yeah, same here. Did you get sick? Uh, I did not. My son got sick because he was 22 and he thought he was freaking invincible. So he got COVID and he was in the ER twice, scared to death. He still has uh, long hunter stuff. He, he still can't work out or do any physical activity. It's been like four or five months since he first got the symptoms. And uh, it went to his eyes. Now he's got a, he needs reading glasses. Really? And, uh, yeah, he just did a CT scan. He's got some brain stuff going on. It's kind of spooky. I, I didn't know wow. about the eye thing. I had to look it up, and sure enough, it's a thing. Yeah, I, I haven't heard that either. It's a yeah. very weird thing because I'm an idiot, you know, and and I am a 45-year-old idiot, and I think sometimes I'm still invincible, and I got it. I mean, I had it, and... I mean, you know, like I said, I'm not going to reiterate, you know, I think I'm invincible and I'm in New York City. I'm sitting in the middle of Brooklyn right now and I work about five blocks from Times Square in Manhattan and I'm on That's the train. Populated. Yes. Dude, I'm on the train twice every day and come on, COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was crazy because I was at a different New Jersey horror con, the one beforehand. And the night we were leaving, I got out of nowhere. I got freezing cold. And then I was like, I don't know, man, Some, something's not right. Like, I know something's not right. And then, uh, yeah, and then I went to, I got, it was like 103, 104 fever, wow. like crazy. Wow. And then I'm thinking, I'm trying to psych myself out. I'm like, I don't think I have this shit because I can still taste so it was the worst. It was so, yeah. it was so yeah, everybody differently. I have a, a friend. She's old. She's like 75. She got it. Uh, and she was being very cautious. She was visiting her uh, father and he's like 95. And so she was being really super protective. Yeah. And uh, she got it from him because the caretaker gave it to him, his caretaker gave it to him. He gave it to her, but her, her, I mean, it affects everyone kind of differently. Yeah. For her, she, for her, she only lost her sense of taste and smell. And that was it. Didn't See, fever, that was it. Yeah. So, 
Well, my son had just like whacked him out. It just really killed him. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, not literally killed him, but you know, hit him hard. I mean, listen, he's in the ER a couple of times, and he still has you know things that that are right. Yeah, it it was very strange because I don't not for any dietary reasons, but I never really eat too much red meat at all. Not really, but for some reason, like the first few days, I had zero appetite, and then once I got my appetite. Dude, all I could think of and all I wanted was like bloody steak and bloody burgers. It was weird. So I ordered from a place not far from here. I wanted a bloody burger. No fries, no nothing, no nothing. I get it. I take a bite into it. And that's when I realized I had no goddamn taste. It was it was it was the most anticipated but disappointing meal of my life. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then, you know, about three weeks later, I was probably all right after all that. Hopefully not again. We shall see. Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood, man. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever be the same again. Who the hell knows anymore? So. I'm not going to jump into the obvious, but what I will say is I absolutely loved and think it's brilliant what. Vincent DeSanti did with Womp Stomp Films and never hike alone, dude. I'm so glad if people who are watching or listening have, have no idea, you should, if you're listening to this, um, you reprised your role as Tommy <laughs> Jarvis, which, yeah. which I thought was really cool, man. And it's so well done. And there's, I know that there's never hike alone and then there's never hike in the snow, which is a prequel. Correct. Correct. And then there's supposed to be a few more, but they're not done because of COVID. I think we're going to do one more. There were going to be a few. And now we're talking, we're thinking maybe just one larger one, as opposed to a bunch of smaller, uh, like never, never like in the snow was like 22 minutes. And yeah, it wasn't long enough for me, but um, so we're talking about shooting it in the summer, next summer, summer, 2022. Never hike again, I think is, is the name we're thinking about right now, or never hike alone too, or something. Yeah, so. the, the working titles they, it was never hike alone two, which was never hike again, and then there was a part three, which is I think it's, it's cheesy, but listen, I love all this stuff. Right. Jake takes Crystal Lake, right, and then four was the final hike. So I don't know, but I think it's great because. With all this nonsensical lawsuit and blah, 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 blah. It's kind of, I mean, there's a lot of fan films out there. No, it's amazing. I mean, I think, I think, you know, Never Hike Alone, that, that, it's kind of set the bar yes. way up high for fan films now. You know, that's the reason why I got involved in it. I, they had already, he had, by the time I uh, connected with Vincent, he had already shot half of it. And uh, they sent me the script and, the executive producer who I was the initial contact, uh, Barry J, who who ended up uh, writing and directing uh, Killer Therapy, which I did. Um, with, yes, was, with awesome people in that as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, so he uh, uh, he said he, they had half of it, and I saw it. I was like, the production value was amazing. The kid was great. Um, so you know, we figured out where I might fit in. I would have probably done a little differently, but I don't know if I would have been a paramedic coming back i could have been just a guy in the woods and you know showing up and i always saw saw tommy being around crystal camp crystal lake and just hanging out because he knows jason's gonna 
rear his ugly maggot head again. Right. And uh, just kind of, you know, laying, laying low, setting traps and kind of in the backwoods, has a cabin someplace, and maybe a couple of dogs or something. But <laughs> all right, uh, it is what it is. And uh, we brought back Vinny Gustaferro as the, the sheriff. Yes, was, that was, was awesome deputy. to see yeah. that too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> white hair now. Yeah, completely white. He's going to be in the the, the 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 one in the summer too. Bring him back, and that's great. Cool. Yeah, it's going to be cool. So you're set to film that in the summer. Yes, that's what we're shooting for right now. All right. Hopefully, everything goes as planned. Yeah. And it's yeah. Oh man. You know. So we were you were you? Um, I know it's a hacky question, but whatever. I got you here, so I'm asking questions. A couple here and there. Um. Were you a fan of the film, of the films beforehand? I wasn't. No. Well, it's so weird because a lot of actors and actresses that are in these movies had no idea. No, it was, a, it was a job. I wasn't, uh, you know, a fan of any horror movies at all, actually. Uh, I've come to appreciate a couple, and uh, a, a bunch of them. And, uh, you know, uh, of course, I've always watched the older ones, like Frankenstein, sure. you know, all those uh, the thing was a big fan of the thing. Uh, a buddy of mine was actually in the thing. And I'm trying to get him to do some of the conventions. Really? Oh. He was the Norwegian in the beginning where he gets killed. I told him, he goes, the fans would love to see you at some of these. Hell parties. yeah, especially somebody yeah. who doesn't that be something? Yeah. yeah. So he's kind of slowing down. So come on and have some fun. And I said, it's amazing. The fans are amazing. I mean, they're hardcore fans. No, there's no better fans than the horror fans. And I said, they would love to see you and share their stories with you. And it's just, I mean, the, all the heartfelt stories that I, I, I hear, you know, when I go to the, the conventions, um, I just, you know, it touches my heart and it's just glad to be a part of it. Just so yeah, lucky. A hundred percent, man. Like I, I've yeah. said this to, to several people because it, it's just the truth. It's the, all of the, I go to an average of six conventions a year, an mm -hmm. average. Two Monster Manias, two New Jersey Horror Cons, two Chiller Conventions, and one like random one here and there just to do something different, check out something new. And there's never a problem with anybody. There's never fights I've never saw. The only issue I've ever seen was once, and it wasn't even a bad thing, it was way too overcrowded at a Monster Mania and the fire department shut it down. Oh, yeah. Because it was just way too packed because all the kids <laughs> from It or something were there and it was just overrun. But there's never... Everybody's always so cool. Everyone does their thing and it's just fun, dude. All the yeah, there's, all the vendors are there. You get all this cool merchandise and stuff and yeah, you know, it's a lot of fun. All the posters and DVDs and VHSs if you're collecting those and the vinyl sure. and the figurines and it's really cool. Yeah. And also like for me, like, like I was saying in the beginning, I was 10, you know, I was, I was a, I was a Friday 13 fan way before six, you know, like I don't even remember, like the first one I think I saw was like part two or something like that. I was a little kid, five, six years old and I had cool parents so I could watch all these. Things. Yeah. I was, that's yeah. I wouldn't encourage that. <laughs> oh, I, I was all in my parents. Were cool. They were like, whatever. <laughs> was I, was nightmares? I was always afraid my kids were going to have nightmares or something. So no, but I did watch the exorcist probably a little <laughs> bit too young. Yeah. And let me tell you something. 
that movie messed me up, man. <laughs> yeah. And that my daughter watches it now and I know it by heart. So like there's certain things that I still won't let her watch like the crucifix scene. And I know exactly what she's going to say. So I'll make like a stupid noise so she don't hear it. But she had asked me like, what's, what's like the scariest movie you've ever seen? And I'm like the exorcist. So she yeah, watches pretty- it and she's sitting there, she's watching it. She just looks at me. She's like, dad, I'm like, yeah. She's like, this isn't scary. She just has a potty mouth. I'm like, what? Like, how are you not scared to death? I was dying. Yeah. I don't My know. aunt um, took us to go see it because she had seen it a week before. And I was, I think I was in like my late teens or something. So she brought us there, me and my brothers. And she went there, she took us there and got us in, paid a ticket. And then she left because when she saw it that night, that night after she got home, she slept in the bathroom on the, <laughs> she couldn't sleep in her bed. Nice. She was freaking terrified. The Omen, too, is another great... Uh, that little kid, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Damien. Damien. Absolutely. Yeah. Brutal. That was good. Yeah. Um, Return to the Living Dead. Classic, absolutely classic. And I was torn. I mean, since, like I said, I'm a Friday 13th guy, so I had to get the view <laughs> with the red dot. But I was so torn. Because it's up there as well as one of my favorites, especially from the era. And I don't know if it's like, because you're, you're like from California, like, like right? So I don't know if, do you have path marks? The path marks? You don't, but Jimmy Karen, I know. He's the path mark man for 30 years. Dude, yeah. It's, it's like everybody from yeah. New York is like that. He's not, we don't even know guy. his name. He's just the path mark guy. Yeah, exactly. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. We found yeah. out on the second. We found out on the second one that we were born on the same day. Maybe so. Maybe that's why uh, we just had a birthday, both of us. Happy birthday! Well, he passed. But well, I'm ago, saying it to you. I know. Yes, I know. <laughs> but we we would share our birthdays together and stuff. So that was kind of cool. And maybe that's why we got along so well and we acted so well together was because of that. But yeah, he uh, we shared our birthdays together. I shared my birthdays since we found out. I'm since part two every year with him, the Pathmark Man. The path mark uh, guy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the first thing I ask somebody if they if they're from the East Coast and they know the path mark. hundred percent, especially like my age, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never even knew his name until I read the credits. He's just the path yeah. mark guy. When he passed at the Oscars uh, in his memorial, they showed the picture of him and I uh, uh, together. So that was that was kind of fun. Really? Yeah, they showed the picture of us together so that was that was kind of fun i was filming that you want to just run me through that real quick that was uh you know it was the first big part in a movie uh so i was excited uh, you know it, it was really a collaboration dan's dan o'bannon's first directorial thing i think, I think and uh he was excited and you know we we talked about every scene we, we talked everything out he, he didn't because, you know, usually a writer director, they want you to say their lines their way and because they have their images of what they wrote and stuff like that. But he was open to suggestions and working things out, which is smart because, if, you know, if it's more honest for me than it comes across on screen sure. uh, for any actor. So he was he was really giving and, and fantastic. And and Jimmy was great. I mean, we had a lot of scenes together. And the stories, because we had a, so we, we, we'd be in the makeup chair a lot. And his stories were just amazing from New York and getting started and his friends and 
being on Broadway. You know, he was the gentleman caller in um, Streetcar Named Desire. So that was that was pretty amazing. Yeah, a lot of history. And then he moved out here to California. Um, and I remember him uh, having to go in and do some voiceovers for the Pathmark supermarket because he would do the weekly special. Yeah. Then, then he'd have to go on camera once a month and do a, do a, a short commercial. So yes. <laughs> he did that several times. We had to stop. We had to drive. Hey, I'll be out in 15 minutes. He'd go and lay down the special on the corner or whatever that was that week. Yeah, of course. It'd be like, you know, like half price, you know, like chicken yeah. eyes or some nonsense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. Yeah, man. So that when you were filming that, were you just like, this is absolutely ridiculous and nobody's ever going to watch this? No, I was, man, I was... You know what makes it work? It's really a a, a dark comedy. Oh, absolutely. We we I mean we were so serious and the material was so we played it for real and uh, what makes it so funny is that the situations we get ourselves into. Oh my god! I mean, obviously, you're so many one line like like this job and there's yeah. so there's so much. Yeah, and there you go. That that line was a was a I came up with that in the moment as we were filming it. Because it was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I like this job. <laughs> yeah. And then you Dave, like that's Farrell, he came up with the line, you bang. I mean, uh-huh. that was on Friday the 13th, but he, that sure. was his line. And then, uh, you know, Jimmy, I thought, he, I thought he was hamming it up in the office scene with, you want to see him? See him? Corpses. <laughs> I said, man, he's chewing up the scenery. But it plays perfectly for that movie. Um, it kind of... Sets the whole tone for the movie, you know. Sure. How corny it's going to be, or it was. And it yeah, was but it's it's so, so good. it's fun. so cheesy and corny, but it's it's cheesy. It's, it's yeah, classic, dude. Yeah, I can really watch is. it. I can watch it. The over soundtrack over. is great too, and you know, great. beautifully shot and well acted for the most part. And yeah, you know, Beverly great. Randolph was great yeah. in it, and then and obviously Linnea Quigley and yeah. I mean, everybody, man. Yeah, it's just a classic flick. Yeah. Um, and now what about part two? Were you like, oh shit, we're gonna do this all over again? But why is my name Joey in part two? <laughs> like, I don't understand what happened. It was it's confusing and and uh we only came back because the Japanese uh requested us because it was a such a big hit in Japan. They asked asked for Jimmy Karen and I to come back in the sequel. So that's why we came back in the sequel. Okay. That's and, it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's basically it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've been pretty hard on part two, but I kind of look at it with different eyes now. And, and if uh, I was like a 12 year old kid and, and saw that one for the first time, which you should at that age, see that one first. And because yeah. uh, the first is a little bit harder hitting. Um, uh, it's, it's a good movie. It's a great yeah. movie. I just saw Dana Ashbrook actually after 20 years. We did something, uh, they had a screen in, in Columbus, Ohio, at a theater. So they did. Um, they did uh, Friday the Thirteenth on Friday, Saturday, Saturday night. They showed uh, Return of the Living Dead two, and uh, Dan and I were both there. And then on Sunday night, they screened. Uh, uh, they screened a movie that he was in. Um, forget the name of it. Anyway, we it's good catching up with him. He's he's out in New York now. He lives in New York. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Check him out. I will check him out. Get him in studio. 
in studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'll talk. Listen, people can hold a conversation, and I enjoy what you do, no matter what you are. If you're an actor, a musician, I'll yeah, talk sure. to anybody, man. I'll talk to anybody. I'm easy. Um, <laughs> I am. I'm whatever. Um, how was working with Ice T, man? Yeah, in Mean Guns. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I asked what him. I said, that shit crazy movie. I, it's a crazy. The, the script it's is so awful. nuts. This, the script is awful, I think, but it's a very watchable movie. Yes. It's so, much, <laughs> so much fun to watch. Um, uh, and I, you know, we got a great part. Uh, uh, so that was a lot of fun. I asked him how he got his name, you know, because I was like, I'm taking the name Ice T. Because uh, when I was sitting at a bar and some uh, somebody there was a gun and someone sh- got shot. The guy next to me got shot, and I just sat there and I, I was drinking my iced tea. So <laughs> that's it. That's what he told me. Oh my god, <laughs> he was so chill. Yeah, that's you know, all I've ever heard. Nothing ruffled his feathers, man. He was just so chill. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. I have I have friends friends of mine are yeah. friends with him, and I've never heard. I've always heard that he's just a cool guy. Yeah, he just yeah, nothing just, ruffles his feathers. Exactly. That was a, yeah, if you haven't seen that, I mean, if all your listeners haven't seen Mean Guns, it's it's really a lot of fun to watch. Oh my god, just dumping the guns and then everyone's going crazy. Yeah. And then he dumps all the bullets and then it's it's yeah. so nuts. They're celebrating uh, the act, the uh, director in, in Hawaii uh, last weekend, Albert Pune, because I, I did like ten movies of his uh, with Norbert. That's who I know, Norbert, the guy from The Thing. Gotcha. Um, that's where we met. And that's how we, we became friends. I think we're in like six of Albert's Albert Pune's movies together. Six hmm. or seven. Done like ten. I think Norbert's done like sixteen of his of his movies. But uh, yeah, he just got honored Albert Pune in, in Hawaii. He's from he's Hawaiian and, and he uh, he's from Hawaii. So they they'd honored him. Had a showed, up, showed a bunch of films and you know yeah. it was kind of cool. Mister, but you were brick in blood match. Brick Bardo. Yes. Yep. <laughs> you ever talk about that? Does anybody ever ask you for an 8 by 10 or Blood Match? Believe it. Did you see that one? Did you see Blood Match? A while back, yeah. We shot that in three days. Get out of here, really? Think about that. See, now I got to rewatch it. Yeah, and now that I know that. Think about that. There's so much dialogue. It was, I mean, <laughs> the days were long. It was like 14 hour days, a lot of dialogue. I was literally. My brain was fried because there's sure. a, a lot of fighting and stuff. And I was like, I was picking up the page. So the camera's up here, right? Right. I have my script down. My script was like down, down here, just out of so you couldn't see it. So the camera's, just, I was like picking up my lines and going, blah, 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 saying my lines and then picking it back line by line because I was just brain dead. <laughs> nice. Overheated in, in, in three days. Albert was coming off of, uh, one of the kickboxer, I think kickboxer three. So right. he had to set, so he had to set. So he pinned that blood match really quickly. Right. And uh, yeah, Benny Yukitas, uh, I killed him in that. Yes, you and did. <laughs> Benny in the Jets. Yes. You know, Unbelievable. At the Jet Center. He actually had the Jet Center not too far from where I'm where I'm sitting right now. Oh, really? Uh, so that was cool. And then uh, the uh, bear one of was one of his. Uh, uh, Students, the bigger, tall African-American guy yeah. killed him. 
killed, and then I got killed by a girl, of course. Yes. I, <laughs> I got, I see now, now that you tell me that it was filmed in three days, I have to go back and watch. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Pretty <laughs> amazing. Yeah, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, and you had touched on Killer Instinct before, which is a great movie. And I think people need to check it out if you have not. Yeah, Killer Therapy. What did I say? You said Killer Instinct, but which I think is a... Is a why, did I say killer, why did I say Killer Instinct? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Killer Therapy. Yeah, yeah killer, uh, killer Therapy. It's kind of a disturbing... Uh, it is disturbing. Movie. You got Adrian King in there, PJ Souls, yeah. the kid who played uh, young... Michael Myers in Rob Zombie's Halloween, Dave Farts. Is that how you make yeah. that name? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. It's an oddball name. I met him at a convention. Yeah, nice but, kid. Uh, yeah, nice kid. But uh, I don't yeah, know It's why. so weird, you know. Uh, it's, you know, Barry is such a sweet guy, and then he comes up with these freaking awful movies. I just don't know what <laughs> It makes you wonder. Same with Albert, Albert Pune. I mean, his, some of his stuff was just like, whoa, how do you even yeah. think of that stuff? I don't but know. <laughs> pretty dark. Killer therapy is pretty dark. It's very dark. Yeah. Very yeah it's uh, it's disturbing. a disturbing movie. But that's why I wanted to bring it up in case someone is unaware of it to go yeah. and check it out, man. Yeah, I, I kind of play a, like a you know, bit of a dick in it. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. It's fine. <laughs> Sometimes you're allowed to play a dick. Yeah. Man, you know, switch it up a little bit. That's right. <laughs> right. Um, Another one that I haven't seen in a long time, but I rented it back in the day of video rentals, I believe. You played Styles and Ravenhawk. I did. You yeah. did. <laughs> Anything about that movie or no? No, that was a kind of a short shoot for me. Again, that was uh, a repute movie. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, that was, uh, didn't have much to do in that, but, <clears throat> uh, you know, it was, it was fun. Always good to be working. Down Twisted was another one with, with Charlie uh, Charlie Rocket, who's that passed, and Carrie Lowell's in that, which is kind of fun. I, I play a villain, mm. and I uh, Robert gave me the script. The guy was scripted like 6'4", 240 pound, dark hair, you know, just a brooding. So I started working on I dyed my hair dark, you know. Uh -huh. And my coloring, it didn't, it didn't look right. You know, the dark, the black hair is like, fuck. Because my olive skin is like, that doesn't look. So then I bleached it out without telling him. And I just showed up on the set, slipped straight back, got a, took a, a silver cap on uh, to cover, a silver cap on one of my two teeth. And I just went, I went down to Mexico because that's where we shot. I just showed up on the set and he goes, didn't even recognize me. And I said, it's Tom. He goes, fucking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> So that worked out. The only the only bummer with that is uh, after we were done shooting, like three months later, he wanted he wanted to do a reshoot. <laughs> Why? I had to for one day because there was a scene or something. Did, something didn't work out, and so I had to bleach my hair again. So that was the only drag about that. But great time down in Mexico, and Carrie was great, and Charlie Rocket was fantastic, and just a, a fun fun movie. Yeah. Good good soundtrack. Um, you know, and here's one of a different setting, which I never thought I'd really see you like in the West, you know, and out, you know, in uh, yeah, Warpath. Yeah, and we, we that about three years ago. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. 
awesome movie. D- different, like it was at first. I'm like, all right, because it's. I don't picture you obviously in that kind of a setting. But it singing, worked. right? <laughs> what happened? I sang. I sang a couple of songs. I know. I said I was singing, but yeah, it's just like, all right. I I tried like hell not to sing. I said I don't. I, don't, I saw that I, I I said I went to the director. I said, look, I'm not a singer. You don't want me singing in your movie. He goes, no, no, no. It's very important. It's very important to the part. I said, okay. And it's a folk song. And so um, I was I was freaking terrified. I, I tried to get out of it. I tried to not do the movie because of it, because I was overlapped. Well, I was shooting killer therapy and it overlapped. The schedules were overlapped a week. He goes, no, no, we'll push your schedule, we'll push your shoot, your scene. So we'll push it a week so you can come back. So I, I literally left, finished shooting killer therapy on a Saturday. Flew on Sunday and uh, got to Detroit, just outside of Detroit, on a Monday, and uh, uh, was trying to get out of singing that song because how it's written, how it's written. Which I said, I said, you could just play like it's written. I said, it's written like uh, what he lacks in uh, talent, he makes up for enthusiasm. Right. <laughs> I said, no one's going to read that. <laughs> so that's kind of how I played it. You know what? smiles and stuff like that it, it kind of came off pretty good and of course that was the first scene that we shot was the singing song so we got that out of the way i guess that was good so that was, that was but that's good. how you arrive on set like oh geez, yeah the, the reason why i don't want to do this is yeah. what i gotta do first so it was uh, it turned out pretty good i actually have that that scene on my reel it's uh, my acting reel that i toss around town nice um because it turned out so nice yeah what are you working on now? I you got, like, listen, you seem like you're a busy guy. I know you have your own construction company. I do. I do. And I did, uh, I did a couple of movies. I did um, a movie. It's kind of very uh, Friday the 13th-esque with a lake. It's Camp Silver Lake instead of Camp Crystal Lake. Uh, it's called fin- The Final Summer. Yes. Uh, and then uh, we just finished uh, about a month and a half ago a movie called Go Away, okay. which uh, the script is fantastic. Fantastic. Dave Kerr was wrote and directed it, and uh, uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, very twisted. A lot of family dynamic stuff going on. You know, murders and and things like that. And then I'm supposed to be shooting Jam and Dead. Uh, in uh, February or March of next year, depending on what's going on with the COVID. What is it called? Jamming Dead. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I'm all in, man. Oh, shit. Do you mind if I throw out my sponsors real quick? Well, I do it. All right, awesome. Are you a coffee guy, Tom Matthews? I am. I you drink are. coffee every morning. Me too. All day. Um, four, 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 four cups this, uh, today. Four cups of coffee. Yeah, it's, do you get a headache if you don't drink it? I do. The no, not yet. I mean, probably if I didn't drink it, I guess. Um, well, one of the sponsors here on the Brooklyn Blast Furnace is a company called Dead Sled Coffee. D-E-A-D-S-L-E-D Coffee. Um, for everyone that's listening, follow them on Instagram at Dead Sled Coffee. If you go to deadsledcoffee.com and you type in the promo code Brooklyn Blast. You'll get 20% off your order, and any order over $60, $60 or more is free domestic shipping. But what's cool is they're a small company, and I'm not just saying this because they're a sponsor of the podcast. I was drinking it before the podcast was even a thought. Cool. But um, 
they they um they have like registered like what is it what is it called like uh what is it called when you sign like a thing with somebody like with like a band trademark or uh, uh, a registered it's like you're allowed to use it like they have like a cup i know the word anyway um a trademark no no it's not a trademark wow why am i blanking on this um whatever but they um they signed like whatever uh, they have uh a Kane Hodder blend. They uh-huh. have, they have uh-huh. like a Cypress Hill blend. They did um, a, a, a whole set of uh, four different bags and they did a, a thing with Kiss, the band. They have a Bella Lugosi cool. blend, Elvira, Rob Zombie. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, so they, they're a small awesome. company, but they do like a lot of cool things with music and horror people. That's cool. Yeah, man. My I- brother, uh, my younger brother tours with Kiss. Oh yeah, for years, yeah, been doing their hair. Oh yeah, for years, yeah, he's gone all over the world with them, and he does kiss his hair <laughs> for years. Years, yeah. You ever hang out with the guys from Kiss? Come on, have some, some stories I, uh, you never told before, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I have. I, uh, uh. Mr. Stanley, I actually he was remodeling his place up on uh, Mulholland, so I was able to meet him. My brother turned me on to him. Really? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah so oh. I've met him. I've met I've met Gene. Gene, you know, I've been to Vegas. My brothers invited me to Vegas before <clears throat> when we were getting along and uh, some okay. of the bad stuff like that. All right, well, that's cool. So yeah. you did work on Paul Stanley's house. Yeah, I've been up to his house and met his, his wife. He's got a new, his baby's probably a new, they had a child together. He was probably one, he's probably five or six now. Okay. Yeah, he's, not, he's no spring chicken like most no. of us, but he's got a, he's got a baby. I have a friend who's 68. He's got a one-year-old. <laughs> That's weird, but hey, man, more power to you, man. Keep that blood keep him going. <laughs> the good news is uh, I found out for, for him that, when he starts collecting Social Security at 70, his daughter can collect it until she's 18. Nice. Yeah. So Look at that. Thing. That's awesome. So that's, that's, you know. Yeah. A reason to have kids later, I guess. I guess. If you're still 68, man, listen, we'll have a film. Yeah. He's a busy For guy. Sure. He's a senior citizen. He's, you know. He is. <laughs> he's, in the, he's in the movie business. He's a first AD. Okay. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, my second sponsor is, we're going local here. It's called Generation Records. They're like the last guys on the block, like a legitimate record store where you can buy vinyl and downstairs is all T-shirts and posters. It's old school. They've been around since 1992. They survived this whole thing so far. Good um, for them. Which I'm glad to see. Yeah, it's a small mom and pop store, but they have great stuff in there. Um Generation Records, they're located at 210 Thompson Street in the West Village here in New York City. Follow them on Instagram at Generation Records. They have an eBay page if you can't actually make it to the brick-and-mortar location. And you can go to generationrecords.bigcartel.com and you can order stuff online from them. Cool. Generation Records. And then last but not least, New Republic Printing for... Screen printing, embroidery, vinyl stickers, and buttons. If you go to newrepublicprinting.com or .net, I think if you type in either one, it sends it to the same website. 
Um, they have a drop down menu. You could pick any kind of brand T-shirt, windbreakers, hoodies, whatever you want. They'll print it. They'll print whatever you want on them. But the good thing about them is there's no screen fees, which is unheard of. There's no setup fees. And if you have your order delivered to any commercial address, it's free UPS ground shipping. So you can get, so, so Tom, you could make, you know, a thousand, you know, Tommy Jarvis t-shirts and have them shipped to, I don't know, your business office, maybe, I don't know. And it won't cost you can get, you know, 500 boxes delivered. It doesn't cost you a nickel. I can do my new quote from uh, Never Hike Alone. And you can. No, Rick the Dick. Yes. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, exactly. I think you signed my thing. Jason's a pussy. Jason is a pussy. He is. He's a mom. I was going to think. I was thinking about that coffee that the guy that you, one of your sponsors is making for Kane. I bet. I bet it's just really flowery and sweet. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, Kane. Maybe if it was a CJ Graham. 25 cups to because it's so light <laughs> to wake up yeah yeah <laughs> is that because it's cane or is it yes. because it's jason because it's cane right as jason <laughs> right but well, if it was a cj graham one it would be nice and bold and strong yeah <laughs> right how was i met him a couple of times he seems like a sweetheart of a guy DJ, yeah he's a he's amazing yeah He's Good a man, man among men. He's a, a gentle giant. Really sweet guy. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter actually wanted to meet him. She was like six or seven years old and she met him and she was, and obviously he's a big, big, big yeah. dude. And she was like super comfortable with him because he made her feel comfortable. Yeah. So. He's, he's a sweetheart. It's a good yeah. guy. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. You'd like him. Yeah. I met him a couple of times. I would love to get him on here. I emailed him a while back, but he's probably so busy. He was in a couple of fan films. He was in yep. Vengeance. Vengeance. Yep. Yeah. Did you see that? I did see it. What did you he think? Plays, he plays his father. Yes. He plays Elias. What did you, did, do you remember it? Do you remember the, 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 the uh, I remember because our director, Tom McLaughlin's also in it. Yes. And, um, uh, uh, yeah, I saw, I also saw, I saw I was in uh, I was in England and we were doing the, for the for the love of horror um, horror convention and they sold out again like your other place they they had a, a limited capacity but they sold out the whole weekend but um, uh, Adrian King was there yeah. and so I was hanging out in England after the, the convention and she invited me to uh, a thing she was doing because she just wrote a book. And so she was going to read the first chapter of the book. And then we watched another fan film, Jason Rising. And uh, so she was in that. And then Vinny, uh, Vincent DeSante is in that as well. Yes. He's got a great death in that. <laughs> just, Dude, he does. Cause I've so, seen that as well. Raise it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And another one, I don't know if you saw it yet, but there's a whole bunch of Friday 13 people in it is 13 fanboy. I, I, I have not seen it. I dude, Vincent DeSantis in there too. I know this this kid gets around. I was supposed to be in it, but I turned it down. Oh, bro. It was so good. It totally turned changed by the time they, what they ended up with. They just kept adding too many people to it. So I said, I'm, 
I told Deborah, just save me for the sequel or something. Do something special. There you go. Because I wasn't going to be myself. I was supposed to be somebody else. Like, uh, you know, I got Judy Aronson to do it. Yes. She was awesome in it. Talked her into doing it because I was was doing it at the time. If you look at the original poster, you see my name and I'm kind of like, you know, my head and then it just got shrunk down and... Well, maybe, well, I don't know, obviously, I don't know if there is a sequel. Maybe you know, I don't. Who knows? I, I don't know. She hasn't, she hasn't uh, approached me yet about it, but. But, yeah, it was, well, it, was, I think it was good, man. You should, you should check it out. Yeah, I will. I'm planning on it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty goddamn good. Awesome. Do you want to, do you, do you feel like, I mean, obviously, I don't know how big my, my listenership is in your area, but you want to plug your business, man? Why not? Uh, no, I'm get. I'm you know, too busy. You're good enough. I'm busy for a year. Oh, you about. don't need. You don't need the Brooklyn nonsense <laughs> furnace to plug your shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do some cool stuff, you know, and work for some great clients. Um, a lot of them are in showbiz and stuff, so it's been it's been fun. Very creative, unlike any kind of. I mean, it's all one of a kind. Just green rooms and. Cast uh, had this one client. She, she we cast her daughter's fists in bronze and made them the front door hinges. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Creative like that, and and uh, all, always some cool, interesting stuff. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's very that's cool. Yeah. Now, one last question, and I won't hold you hostage anymore. Okay. But I will actually ask you a question. Gun to your head. What's your favorite role you've ever played? My favorite role would have to be Freddy in Return of the Living Dead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for a couple of reasons. The script, the part, if you think, if you, for an actor, if you look at the part, um, he starts off as this innocent, uh, innocent kid. And he, you know, over an hour and a half, he turns into a, a, a brain sucking zombies so yes. to play that mm-hmm. was kind of uh it's kind of fun and uh, more of a character unlike uh this is my dog unlike that's actually my son's dog what's He's the dog's name uh that is bailey okay and uh we actually picked bailey up coming down the hill from shooting never hike never hike alone well go figure look at that so she's about three and a half years old nice um and uh yeah uh for that reason uh the character and you know the, just a fun role to play and it was you know just uh like i was saying earlier a real collaboration with everybody all the actors and all the talent and the director and stuff like that did the makeup in that scene with the foaming mouth and everything did that makeup over your eyes fuck with your eyes it looks like it uh, i could barely see, i could see there's like pinholes out of it i could see and 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 the stuff in my mouth was just Alka-Seltzer that was dyed uh, red. Yeah. Uh, and I still have those, actually. Those are one of the only things I have is the prosthetic that they glued on and then they, you know, touched up around, around it. Sort you, of you, do you have anything still left over from Friday 13? I, I, I have, I, you know, on that movie, I, sure, I, I have a bunch of stills that I took. I was taking photography, so I took a lot of pictures. So in my private collection, I probably have, I don't know, 300 pictures of behind the scenes and 
Very cool stuff. Would you ever put those out? For I have the script. I have the script, and I have the call sheets. Uh, Sean Clark was doing his. Uh, his uh, he's got a page where he, he goes to locations and stuff like that, and he talked to Tom, the director, and other people he couldn't find. I said, "Why? Well, I, I think I have the call sheets." And I went to my binder because I try to keep them all. And I said, "Yeah, I have the call sheets here. What they what, what you know? Where where are you looking at? What what what's the location? I had the maps and I had the addresses, and so that was kind of cool. Um, and he gave me a shout out for doing that on the the locations that he was doing for Friday Thirteen Part Six. Would you ever would you ever share those um those pictures with anybody? Your, your uh, personal one? Yeah, I mean, I have to get them made, I guess, because they're 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 um." They are um, slides. Like negatives? Like They're the slides. Negative. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. The colored slides. Yes. Which would be easy to be get made, but yeah. 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 Yeah, we were so young back then, and, and uh, the producer's uh, sister was the wardrobe girl. Uh, forget her first name, Mancuso. I forget her first name. Okay. And uh, yeah, just brings back memories. Yeah, so. good stuff. Good stuff, man. Well, yeah. I wanted to say real quick, rest in peace, Mark, Mark Mentorini. Yes, he died way too freaking young. Way too young, man. Unbelievable. If, if nobody knows who we're talking about, that's suicide from Eternal yeah. Dead. And he also played a part in Friday Night. This ain't a constant, this is a way of life. It's a way of life. <laughs> Another great role, man. Just he died too soon in the movie, too. Yeah, he did. The first one to go, man. Terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Well, cool, man. Listen, like I said, you were one of the guys that I wanted to just shoot the shit with. Nothing crazy. Just wanted to talk with you. And uh, honestly, say thank you. I wanted to thank you for... It sounds so stupid and cheesy because I'm a 46-year-old father. But... (laughs) Like I said earlier, I don't even think I made my whole point with, you know, being at conventions and stuff. It's like I was, you know, I was 10 years old when I first saw the movie and to have the opportunity. Yeah, there's vendors and everyone's cool. But to have the opportunity to actually like shake your hand, take a quick picture with you, you know, no matter who it is, whether it's you or, you know, whoever. A lot of it's it's pretty it's pretty cool nowadays that you could be able to able to do that, you know, to actually see the person you were impressed with when you were 10 or 15 or whatever that is, that you can go to someplace and actually see these people. A hundred percent, man. It's all nostalgia for me. You know what I mean? For me, for me, I go and I see a lot of the people like I was in acting class with, or would run around and get, would be up against them for auditions and stuff like that. So it's really, it's been really uh, fun that way as well. Besides yeah. meeting all the fans and hearing their stories and stuff like that. So it's been great. I mean, look, Vinnie Gustafaro, he played the deputy in part six. He's, he's done some incredible mammoth films and productions and stuff like that. And he goes, you fucking horror fans are just coming out of the woodwork from all over the world. I get all these. I said, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And who would have thought that 35 years, it's, it's like 35 years now. Yeah that people are still lining up to meet you. And it's, it's, I think it's great, man. Like more power yeah, it's to all you guys. It's fun. And, and we get a, we get a, a whole new generation of uh, Friday fans from 
the video game too, which yes. is kind of like amazing. Cause I mean, they can play the game when they're eight. I don't think they should necessarily see the movie quite then, unlike you. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you turn out. Listen, but nowadays everything is so crazy. Like if you watch Friday Thirteen Part Two, it's a kid's gonna get bored watching it. Like this sucks. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. We're, we're, everyone's jaded. All the kids are jaded now. But a hundred percent. You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's different for me. Like, like I said, my daughter and me. Watching The Exorcist, she looks at me. She's like, she just has a potty mouth, Dad. Like, she was not phased at all. That movie scarred me for five years. Yeah, and well, it's so probably, disturbing. You were probably in a bubble, and she's she's they're more exposed now these days. You know, it's totally exposed to everything. It's just, yeah. uh, I mean, just just the the day to day news is a freaking horror movie. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a complete and utter shit show. It's so, nuts. Yeah. Well, Tom, once again, man, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, and, sure. Um, you have any conventions coming up? I do. I've got, what do I have lined up here? I've got, I'm going to be in Alberta, Canada. That's, that's cool. in June of next year. All right. I just signed up to do a scare fest in October of next year. All right. Um, and as far as just finish that, I guess the next one's in June right now. Okay. Anything planned for the East Coast? Because I got to come and see you again. Because now, since I got the Tommy one, I got to get the Freddy one. Uh, not yet. But, you know, it always pops up. We got plenty of time. We're just trying yeah. to book stuff for next for 2022. Awesome. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Well, listen, good, good be talking safe. With you. Good talking with you, too, Thank man. You. Be safe, and I'll see you soon. Thanks a lot. Anytime, buddy. Thank you.